listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loudmouth movie cynic. And action! Alright, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Kyle, my childhood manifest this is oh my god 1978 baby now our listeners probably wouldn't have believed this ahead of time but this was 100 percent your idea to do this Mm -hmm. something from your childhood yep a very young i guess you would say type of demographic that would enjoy something like christmas eve on sesame street well kyle like i mentioned a second ago made in 1978 58 minute movie um, by you know, Sesame Street, public broadcasting, right? Absolutely. Public airways, public broadcasting, long live, right? Long and, live. And, um, oh boy, Kyle's raised in this movie. It's in, of course, New York, Sesame Street, and it has all familiar scenes and feel and grit and grime of, of New York in the 70s and 80s. Oh my God, I love it. It's a beautiful movie. It's a family tradition. We watch it every year. I can quote this movie start to finish. <laughs> I can sing every song. <laughs> And I begged you to watch it because I love it. It is didn't have to beg me. I was amazed that you wanted me to watch it. And here's the thing. We've done holiday movies. We've done crutch movies in this podcast where we talk about fallback movies that we always go to. I can't believe I fucking left this off my list. I couldn't believe it either. I was surprised when you brought it up. This is a staple of who you see today. This, and amazingly, this movie built me to our listeners and all, all my brothers and sisters. All the times James has uh, shit on every animated and young adult and child related anything that's, that's come right. out recently, and yet we are here discussing Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Merry Christmas, Kyle. Merry Christmas, and Merry James. Christmas to all of our listeners. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy yeah. holidays. This is my gift to everybody. We're reviewing a beautiful, beautiful, simple, heartwarming movie won't you agree with me kyle i will yes let's get down to it all right where do you want to start us this is your baby this is my baby i'm gonna just start with the opening scene oh wait i'm gonna start us off because i want to know if you remember the first time you ever saw this do you remember the situation here's how we used to watch it okay here hit me when i was in uh what do you call it what's before uh kindergarten like day school day school day school all right all right, we're going to Brooklyn, baby. All we're, right. We're going to Brooklyn. Let's take a ride to Brooklyn. Brooklyn preschool. What we used to do in my preschool, first of all, this is back in the day, Kyle. This is back in the day. Picture, if you will, early 80s, day school, Brooklyn, New York, in my building. The day school was in the building, like a 23-story building, and the day school was in the on the first floor of the building. So my mom would every year invite my day school I guess for as long as I was in day school, this isn't like a fucking 10-year <laughs> run. Year, Every year. The one oh, year. No, but you got to understand, I have brothers and sisters that were all back-to-back. Oh, of course, yes. We're all like Irish twins, as they say, right? We're almost all like within yeah. a year of each other, right? Consecutive. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. But anyway, um, so every year I have fond memories of the day school being invited up to my apartment. And my mom would pop in Christmas Eve on Sesame Street on the VCR. And, yeah, the VCR. Hey, I'm That's old. adorable. And we would watch it, and then we'd have, um, we were allowed to take one candy cane off the tree each. <gasps> that was like the treat to watch. So during the movie, you were allowed one candy cane off the tree. And I had all these little kids in my neighborhood at my house, and we watched Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Unbelievable. Sing along and everything. What a wonderful story. Fucking Who would have man. ever thought? It's Fucking like beautiful. we've totally reversed. And here's the thing. 
this is a segue into a portion of the movie. The movie is packed with kids, Kyle, right? Yes. Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. And much like any good PBS special, it's diverse as all hell, right? Mm-hmm. You got little black kids, little white kids, little Asian kids, little Latin kids. You got everything. And they're all side by side. And I remember being a little kid, and here's some insight, and not even thinking of that. It didn't register with me that, you know what I'm saying? Like, Because you had good exposure. Exactly. Yeah. So it was just a normal scene to me. But now that I'm much older and we talk about diversity so much in the workplace and this, that, and the other thing, you get, <laughs> you get sort of like introduced to areas of the world or, or segments of society that aren't diverse. And you look back in your child and you think, holy shit, it was so beautiful that this was normal to me. You know? Yeah. Like, of course his neighbors are Jew and his neighbors are black. Guy. It's like, of course, right? Of course. That's oh, it's great. so beautiful. That's oh. so wonderful because that is not the case for lots of places. And yeah. Especially where I grew up and in my area. I mean, it was like 99% white people in this suburb, you know? So I didn't have a lot of exposure Wait, to... Wait, Kyle, you're white? Yeah. <laughs> I don't see color. <laughs> to different... <laughs> to different ethnicities and different types of people so the first time a black student came to our school that you know it was immediately like the black student it felt like the token person in the town and it was kind of a shaming a little bit that that was the way that things were but then i went to a huge university and got a lot more exposure and met tons of people and realized that that's the way that things should be well, the last thing I'll say about this, then we'll get into the actual movie. Yes. Last social commentary is, I think it's quite fitting that there's a lot of diversity in the cast and the kids and, and the adults and whatnot, because there's diversity in the friggin' Muppets. Like, it only makes <laughs> sense. There's like purple and blue and, and orange and fucking green Muppets. So it's beautiful that the human diversity and the Muppet or the fucking <laughs> puppet diversity, whatever, it all just blends together. You just get a beautiful tapestry. A right? seamless transition of human to Muppet relations. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. Sesame all Street right. bringing it all together. Here we go, Kyle. Hit us with the plot. Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. The plot The most is... basic plot of all time. Well, there's, there's some side stories here, but the basic plot is this. Oscar the Grouch is teasing the hell out of Big Bird. Because Big Bird's excited that Santa's going to come down the chimney. I do a terrible Big Bird. That was and, great. Oh, thanks. And deliver all the presents. But Oscar's like, how's he going to get down the chimney? You know, you don't even have a chimney. What? Are, he's so fat. He's not going to fit down this step and the other thing. And Big Bird gets upset and they try to... Santa some, Claus is so fat. How fat is he? That he can't fit down the chimney to get Big Bird presents. All right, so a large investigation ensues. <laughs> helped out by Kermit the Frog, who makes an appearance, which is great. Um, they ask kids, they ask everybody, that's the whole world, Oscar is the cynic, right? Yes, he sure Big is. Big Bird is the is now neurotic, essentially, and he's like, you know what, I'm fact-finding mission, I'm going to sit up all night, Christmas Eve, hence Christmas Eve on Sesame Street, and figure out this mystery, and I don't want to give away the spoilers, but it doesn't matter that, that the, the mystery doesn't matter, it's so, oh Kyle, it's so beautiful. It is so wonderful. Anyway, yep. give me your opening, and I, that's a plot summary, and there's, a lo- plot. there's funny side things that happen along the way. With Cookie Monster trying to compose a letter to Santa Claus, right? There's a side <laughs> plot with Bert and Ernie, uh, a la The Gift of the Magi. Yes. Oh, every little storyline is so beautiful and perfect. But Kyle, tell me your first impressions, please. I've been doing a lot of talking here. Go. My first impressions were uh, probably exactly how you feel every time you turned it on. I love watching things at the holidays, especially, uh, especially things that resonate childhood. And of course, I grew up on Sesame Street and absolutely loved Sesame Street. I had never seen this one before, but immediately when you kick it on and you see the familiar faces and you hear the familiar voices and the Muppets and everything, it just, it's such an inviting atmosphere and it's so comforting immediately. 
and they were doing some funny bits while they were ice skating, and and so I just knew that I was in for a great take. And every step of the way, nothing got old because they, in the span of fifty eight minutes, which for a kids program is kind of lo- is on the longer side, you know, mm-hmm. having like an hour long special for kids to sit down and watch at that very young age, um, it's pretty impressive. But they keep it so uh, they keep it paced so well, and with so many different little vignettes along the way that are so creative and utilize each character and their own uh, little unique quirks. And uh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I got to the end and everybody's singing. And I was like, to to be honest, there were parts where I was like, I can't believe like James can enjoy this after, (laughs) after, after all the things that we talk about and all that, I guess it comes with that sentimental value being, uh, you know, placed there. And there's some, there's, there's heart in these, especially the public, you know, uh, broadcasting service. And mm-hmm. I, I just remember growing up and watching PBS and watching educational television, and there's a night and day difference between something that's made for kids and that's educational and that lifts you up and things that are that are different than that. What's going on? Kyle, I, gotta, I have to interrupt. We're getting a call. What? Should, should we take a call? Yeah, go oh, ahead. God, let's take this call. Holy oh. shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> See if they like Sesame Street. Loud on the set. This is James. Hello, James. Hassan, how's it going, man? Yo, Hassan, what's up, man? <laughs> what are you up to? Yo, we're just, I'm just sitting here with Kyle. You know, we're doing Loud on the set, and we're reviewing Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Have you seen this movie? Oh, no, I haven't. Kyle, what's going on? Hey, Hassan. How's it going? Hello. Oh man, I'm telling you, it is a heartwarming. I, I I won Kyle over with this one. It is a heartwarming tale. It's funny, like a lot of stuff from from back in the day. I think you'll both agree with me. This one, it has a lot of adult humor. It sure does. Like Oscar the Gra- Oscar the Grouch is allowed to insult Santa by calling him like fat. So, um, he yeah he uh, he he says to Big Bird, "You are without a doubt the stupidest." I don't know if kids talk like is that allowed on PBS yeah, nowadays? And then the train goes by to cover up all the inevitable horrible things he's saying. It's pretty yeah. funny. And it's it's got like slapstick humor when Oscar gets thrown down the stairs and he crashes through a brick wall and then a cinder block wall. Oh, it's it's so funny. Anyway. Hassan, are you? Oh, I'm 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 sad to report they don't make appearances, but Kermit does. <laughs> Fonzie is cool as hell, though, yeah. Kermit's on there. Kermit's hanging out. What's up? I want my money back already. Oh, it's it's for free on YouTube. <laughs> if, you're, if you're recommending it, I will definitely watch it. I follow it. Hassan, are you, a, are you a listener of Loud on the Set? Have you listened to any episodes? Of course. Excellent. What's your... Well, yeah, absolutely. What's your favorite episode you've seen so far, or you've listened to? They're all good. <laughs> Seventy something. Alright, man, yo, we'll get you in the studio real soon, alright, Hassan? Okay, sounds good. Have a good one, man. You too, take it easy. Excellent. So another uh a listener call in. Was- we haven't even had a call in before. <laughs> that was our first time anybody's ever called us. We record uh these podcasts typically from around 
what five to seven ish yeah middle of the week yeah. on average middle mm-hmm. of the week and uh and we've let people know and have been looking for some calls so hey look at that yes a call coming in excellent all right well let's get back on track where here. were we i was uh regaling you telling you i liked it i was surprised you liked it because you hate everything that's cheerful and wonderful <laughs> Something no, along those lines. Well, I was just mentioning to Hassan when I, I'm trying to convince Hassan to see it that there's there's so much funny stuff happening in this movie, and uh, you know I mentioned for example that Oscar you know after they're, when they're ice skating gets flung through a wall and that's funny because it's it's over the top he's falling down like multiple flights of staircases and bashing through walls it's like classic Muppet humor where like over the top physical humor and slapstick. Um, but I, I want to talk about the, the opening ice skating scene because it's so touching and beautiful. Feliz Navidad kicks in, right? Well, we can talk about it in just a second because I'm actually uh, I'm getting a call right now from Aaron, one of what? our other uh, podcast people. Hang on a second. Let me grab this. Oh, my God. Two calls and one. Record. Aaron, what's happening? You're on Loud on the Set. Hey, guys. How Whoa. are you doing? We're good. How are you doing? Merry Christmas to you as well. Happy holidays. Aaron, we're, we're sitting here chatting about Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Do you, Have you ever heard oh of gosh. this? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, it was made in 1978, and it's one of James's childhood crutch films that he used to watch as a wee babe, as a youngster, and has uh, nearly every year since then. I have. I watched it for the sake of the podcast. I'd never seen it before. Did you Did you ever watch Sesame Street as a child? You know, I really didn't. I can't really recall what? ever growing up on Sesame Street or anything like that. Is that terrible? Well, <laughs> what about the Muppets? Are you a Muppets fan? You know, honestly, I never really watched the Muppets either. I guess I just didn't grow up like that and. uh It's not too late, and I'm going to have James tell you why you need to watch Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Aaron, let me ask you something. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Do you have 58 minutes of this lifetime to spare? (laughs) Oh, my God. Do you? (laughs) What? I I said... Yes, because Christmas Eve on Sesame Street is exactly 58 minutes long. It's available for free on YouTube because no one bothers to tear it down because it's PBS. It's public broadcasting. It's paid for by, well, at least my parents' tax dollars. <laughs> um, and it is I, – I, I'm guaranteeing that it's so beautiful that you will have to fight back tears. That is a bold statement. It's bold, I know. Kyle, I, did you have to fight back I tears? I did. I yes. had to fight the tears, Aaron. Movie growing up. Whoa. My favorite holiday movie growing up? Oh, man. You know what I love? This is so funny. I love the weird, uh, like, hand animated, uh, bizarre, like, Santa Claus, like, uh, Year Without a Santa Claus. Did you ever see that? Oh my god, this is so funny. The uh, the year without a Santa, it's all this like hand clay animated uh, stuff, and Santa takes a, a year off, and everybody is really bummed. 
So they go and they try and uh, and get him to come back, and it's really good. But there's another one that's like I it must have been by the same people, and it's uh, Santa Claus is coming to town, oh, right. and he hangs out with uh, he he goes to like this town where the children can't have any toys, and it's run by the Bürgermeister, and. Uh, <laughs> Santa comes and uh, brings some toys and becomes Santa Claus. But they're all made in the 70s, and they've got these really trippy, hilarious, like, music breaks and hilarious 70s Excellent. scenes. Yeah, well, I highly recommend well, I mean, them. have you ever, Erin, have you ever seen the stop motion for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman? Anything? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's the same stuff. It's all that same kind of stuff, yeah. <laughs> all right, finally found something you've watched, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. Jesus. No, well, I was thinking about this, so so funny i've only seen one of those and even as a young child i was like this is stupid (laughs) i couldn't do it i couldn't do it it was just it was too much i couldn't do it (laughs) deb you see did you grow up watching those no only until i moved to the south i was subjected to it but it's just like what you would think like ernest is this like kind of hillbilly dim-witted character that is always He does. He always saves it. Every time you go back, against all odds, Ernest is making it happen. All right. Well, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Here's the thing. We're gonna. I'm gonna ask you one last question. Then we gotta get back to Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Um, you asked Kyle what his favorite Christmas movie was. He told you. Uh, you know, mine is Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. What is yours? And don't say Ernest. Um, <laughs> die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. Wait. Die Hard with a... That's that's also during Christmas? Oh, I don't know. Because the first one is a, is during Christmas. Yes. All right. Are you kidding or are you being serious? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm kidding. All right. But there's a Christmas scene in that movie. Yeah. John McClane. <laughs> John McClane. All right. Give us, give us your for real answer. Um, I don't know. Christmas Carol is always just kind of the staple, but... I don't know. I don't really have a favorite Christmas movie per se, but like my favorite like heartwarming movie. Well, it's kind of sad, but The Notebook always just makes me feel really good when I'm done watching it. So okay, I'm all right. That, the Notebook that, that has nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you an, an, another last question, uh, real quick. The movie Love Actually. Your thoughts. Go. <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm done. Kyle, take it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Aaron. You must have uh, you upset the beast over here. Um, well, uh, my one of my new favorite Christmas traditions that I've started is watching Gremlins every year on oh, Christmas Eve. Christmas. Oh, yeah. Have you seen Gremlins? Yes. I definitely had nightmares when I was younger. I too had nightmares. Now it is very fun to go back and watch. <laughs> also not something you should watch on Christmas. No, maybe not on Christmas proper. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. All right, well, Aaron, thank you so much for calling in on the show. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, here goes Aaron.
Wow, two calls. Holy cow. Back to back. Excellent. It's a good day. A holiday special in the making. It's a Christmas miracle. I wish I had some sleigh bells. (laughs) Jangle, jangle. (laughs) All right, Kyle, let's get back on track. Okay. Here's where we left off. We're leaving the ice skating rink because we mentioned how funny it is that Oscar gets booted down the stairs or oh, thrown down the stairs. Can I just say yeah. how clever during the ice skating scene to make large versions of the Muppets to actually have skaters in and to kind of set up the area around them. It was a pretty, I mean, for a very primitive, low-budget uh, transition, that was great for kids. They kept everything, you know, themed the same and they looked the same and they were able to provide the classic Muppets with much more movement and different things that they could do that they hadn't been able to do before. Yep. So I thought that was really I'm, creative uh, and clever. I'm glad you mentioned that because... Uh, Some you good know, filmmaking. As a little kid, all I could think of when, when that whole scene is playing out was this how messed up the sense of scale suddenly was. Because <laughs> these things were tiny. <laughs> Bert, Ernie, and friends are all so tiny compared to any normal human. Oh, that's And then all funny. of a sudden they're massively huge and they're skating around. So I was like, this is weird. You know, usually they only see them from the waist up, yeah. too. Yeah. Anyway, all right. That um, must have registered once you gained object permanence and other <laughs> <laughs> other early childhood developmental stages. Oh, my God. All right, anyway. All right, Oscar's been slung down the staircase. He bashes through the walls, blah, blah, blah. We're leaving the ice skating rink, Kyle, right? Yes. And um, that's where we see Oscar teasing Big Bird about the impossible the implausibility of Santa Claus. What a dick. Yeah, he's a, he's a grouch. Come on. And, um, Is so that the, where you learned it from? <laughs> Are there a lot of Oscars hanging out in New York? Oh, yeah. On the streets? <laughs> well, listen to his accent. It's great, right? It is great. Um, he's a New Yorker. He's a great character. All the characters in New York is in he's, that movie. He's a fantastic character. All right. And uh, so, you know, Big Bird is all upset. Oscar has, has laid the groundwork for the doubt, blah, blah, And then, Kyle, we get our second musical number. That we, we have our second... Musical number, but our first original, True Blue Christmas. The cast is singing it as they walk down the street. Yes. And I'm going to tell you something right now, and I'm going to try to make sure my mom listens to this. My mom cries at that scene <laughs> because that song, True Blue Christmas, is so beautiful. It is beautiful. And they're making Such their good way... music. Oh, it's so great. And they're making their way through the subway station. They're on the train. Uh, you're only 10 minutes into the movie, and mm-hmm. nothing has happened plot-wise, and my mom starts crying. 10 minutes in. Oh, and I have to fight it back. It's so beautiful. Oh, it's, my God. I mean, it's rare in any sort of medium nowadays like to see, a, sadly, to see a group of people that are working together and, like, are happy, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the portrayal of all these people is these are community neighbors. They're walking down the street. They're saying hi to each other. They're happy. They're smiling, having a good time. It's rare, nowadays even in kids stuff to see like that level of you know normalcy but but also uh also like focused cheer and everything uplifting human spirit activity it's great and and what i like is through the sets and through the uh the scenery the minimalist sets you get a taste for like how new york used to be grimy like as they're walking out there's trash on the street in sesame street and they have to pick it up and the subway isn't the most pleasant-looking thing that they... It that sure wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I watch it now, and it's it's weird the things that you can find beauty in, because I watch them like, this is so genuine mm-hmm. and so true and beautiful that I love every moment, I love every scene, I love every backdrop, every character. It's so great. I could sing every word, song for song, now. Uh, <laughs> Begin. Every, every song, word for word, I meant to say. <laughs> the talent uh, that goes into making programs like that, uh, every, I mean... I remember being a kid and wanting to learn to dance because of Sesame Street. 
wow. and seeing, uh, I think his name is Savion Glover, uh, used to be on there. He was he's a tap dancer and was incredible. And that made me want to tap dance and like learn about the arts and different things from, from that. So having good musicians and actors and people that are dedicated to education and bringing good to the world can produce something really amazing like that. Kyle, we're getting another call. Oh my goodness. This is a, it's a Christmas miracle. It's a miracle. And this, let's see who it is. Put it on. Who's joining us? Hello? Yo, what's up? What are you doing? I'm recording the podcast. You're on Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. This is my sister, Jeannie. Oh, Kyle. okay. You've never met Kyle. Say hi to Kyle, Jeannie. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Jeannie. Jean. Oh, no. I, it's because I got it on speaker and I'm like waving it around in the air trying to put it in front of the mics. We're really low budget around here. Anyway, Jeannie, I want you to comment. I, we're talking about Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. I made Kyle watch it. And uh, um, we're, we're up to the part, more or less, where Kermit is interviewing the kids. But I want you to tell the whole world. We have a few hundred listeners, actually. But I want you to tell everybody uh, your thoughts on Christmas Eve on Sesame Street, your overall thoughts, why it's so important to us, why it's a family show, just everything. Just go off on it. Hit it. Oh, okay. Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. I have yet to watch it this year yet. But we not only watch it as a family every year, but we make everybody else that joins the family watch it as well. Aww. Um, yeah, it's just a great family tradition, and it's a great movie overall. I think uh, of all the movies you've probably seen, Kyle, I think you could agree that it's probably the best one ever. It's <laughs> definitely the best one ever, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how else is a kid going to learn how, you know, Santa Claus can fit down a chimney, especially when you don't have a chimney like we did growing up when you had to figure out how you would get into apartment buildings. That's yes. fucking confusing. Oh, that's, that's devastating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you needed somebody to interpret the world around you for a moment. Sesame Street was there for you. I not hear a word you said because you got people to bring it up. Oh, man. All right. I'll, 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 when Kyle wants to speak, I'll pass the phone to him. Jeannie, do you remember when Ma used to set up the, the day school viewings of Se- Christmas Eve on Sesame Street and such in our living room? Or am I making it, or am I making this up? All right, I have memories of that. <laughs> I feel like you like making that one up. <laughs> All right, um, what, what's your, what's your favorite part of Christmas Eve on Sesame Street? What's some memorable scenes? Um, probably when Oscar the Grouch has to be lifted up off of his little stoop to go find Big Bird because he's insulted him and his little feet are dangling beneath him. Yes. Uh-huh. I don't know why, but that that part always sticks out to me. Um. <laughs> Yep. That's just great because you know, as kids, we all thought it was the actual characters, and then growing up, we learned we're like, wow, those are real people. That's actually like adults in those costumes. So you have more of an appreciation for what they actually had to do to to, to do that scene to actually yeah. perform it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I also like the sign language and playing when they play the piano yes. and the kids all sing. Yes. It's Beautiful. always a very touching moment inclusive and of course when Bert and Ernie trade in each other's favorite items to get each other Christmas gifts it's so everything's too so adorable. beautiful it's everything about it Kyle's saying it's too do- too adorable <laughs> it is it is the quintessential Christmas movie although a 
know, movie great for kids. Have you guys seen and watched and critiqued Just Friends yet, James? No, I don't want to talk about that, though. I want to keep the focus on Christmas Eve on Sesame Street, but Just Friends is funny, Kyle. It's yeah? A, it's with, uh, who's with yeah. it? Ryan Reynolds, and what's the girl's name? Uh, Amy Smart, right? Yeah. Is that a name? Is that a name? Yeah, the blonde one that's been in a bunch of comedies. She was in Scary Movie. Oh, I don't know if I've seen Anna Just Faris. Friends. No, Anna Faris, not Amy Smart. Anna Faris. Anyway, Anna Kyle, it's very funny. Yeah, okay. Just Friends yeah. is a rom-com set around Christmas time. Oh my gosh, with, I'll have to with check Ryan it out. With Ryan Reynolds being arrogant as <laughs> all hell, but he gets there through a, a wacky path in life, and it's very funny. My sister recommended it to me, and we have started watching that pretty much every Christmas. I'll have to watch that again this Christmas. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's like that's an adult Christmas uh, movie that I pretty much watch every year now. All right, Jeannie, I got two more questions for you. Ready? Go for it. Number one, favorite song in uh, Christmas Eve on Sesame Street? Because it's got a killer favorite soundtrack. Song? Yeah, favorite song? Uh, it's going to be the one that they do sign language to. Keep Christmas with you. Yes. All through the year. Keep Christmas with you. Yeah. All right. And the last question, and I'll let you go because I know you're hanging out with Jimmy and whatnot. Uh, do you cry or have you cried while watching Christmas Eve on Sesame Street? Because I just got finished telling Kyle that. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just got finished telling Kyle that, that Ma usually breaks out crying like 10 minutes in when they're singing True Blue Christmas on the way home, you know? That's so beautiful, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is beautiful. Oof. All right, Jeannie, thanks for calling in. You had anything else to say? Talk to Kyle for a second. Hold uh, on. You guys need, you know, you guys need to improve your, uh, your equipment over there. Yeah, we're just we're just taking calls <laughs> off the cuff here. We don't we don't even we didn't even plan for this. It's great. We love it. Well, it's it's nice to chat with you. <laughs> yeah, we're starting a big mail scam here. Actually, that's what that's what this has all been building towards. <laughs> well, it was very nice to meet you, Kyle. Merry Christmas and enjoy watching uh, Yeah, I'm gonna watch them all a billion times now. Very good. <laughs> so nice to meet you as well. Have a wonderful holiday. Uh, bye, James. Love you. Love you too. Bye bye. Oh, there she goes. That's my sister, Kyle. Here we go. Three calls in one episode. Did you hear the accent, by the way? I did, yes. Of course. Got I mean, it. You fucking people don't believe me. You <laughs> think this is all an act. All right. Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. You heard it from Jeannie. Anyway. Where were we? Uh, <laughs> it's a Christmas Oh, I was going to ask you something. Yes. I was going to ask you something. Ask I'm, I'm pretty sure you like this part. Ask away. Kermit and the interviews, Kyle. Yes. Go. What do you think? Are we Grover in the interviews? Excuse me, Grover, Grover in the interviews. In the interviews. I mean, Kyle, yes. Yep, that's right. Grover interviews the kids. Kermit consolidates all yes. their, their answers. And brings it think? to Big Bird. Oh, my, that was my favorite part, hands yeah. down. Uh, there was something so... The intelligence, the emotional intelligence of the people designing the program and the show to have a segment where they let the kids completely 100% lead and facilitate a conversation from a prompt and then support their imagination and their desires and to build off of it without constraining in any way the finesse and and talent and time needed to work with kids like that and then to bring it into a movie format 
and have all of that happen. Oh my gosh, it was just so touching and wonderful to see to see that childhood innocence and how how kids think and to recapture that and rekindle it in such a wonderful way. Yep. Favorite part, hands down, was yep. every time one of those interviews popped up, I lost my shit. <laughs> I was like, God damn, that kid's cute. Couldn't believe it every yeah. time. Um, how does he get through the door? He uses the keys. What keys? Santa Claus. Santa Claus keys. Santa Claus keys. Are you kidding me? Grover's like, of course, yes, the Santa Claus keys. Oh, one how kid's can I like, what, you know, Grover asks, how does he get down there with all this reindeer? He just goes down there. But how? He goes down there with his reindeers. <laughs> yep. What about the antlers? Uh, they tie him back. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. I love kid. I mean, Grover turns to the camera at one point and, he, and there you have it, right? <laughs> It's just that simple, right? And then you have it. <laughs> oh my god, that was a good impression. Thanks, man. That's your best one I think oh I've ever god. heard. Wow. All right, my my sister just mentioned this, but by the way, Kyle, I really appreciate that whole analysis of of your Grover interviews right there. That, that's true. Like to allow the the creativity and to take to take whatever direction it's going to take, and the the puppeteers on the spot, unscripted work with whatever's being told to them on the spot. Oh, totally. My sister mentioned the uh, the musical number "Keep Christmas With You," where the kids start doing it in sign language. Yes. And Inc- Kyle, while while my sister was talking, Kyle mouthed to me the word "inclusive," and I'm like, "Yeah, inclusive." Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. You know, the, a hilarious side anecdote yep. to that. Uh, as it was going through, I was watching it with Kira, and uh-huh. oh, as that's great. and yeah. as we were watching it together, she was like, "It's interesting that in the middle of this." They have a song about keeping Jesus with you. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, didn't they just say keep Jesus with you? And I was like, no, they say keep Christmas with you. And she was like, oh. It's like, yeah, would have been a little out of place just in the middle to be like, and by the way, Jesus. Jesus, don't forget, remember. Because they were trying to be, I mean, so inclusive, obviously, about everything the whole time. And then to just, yeah. That was really funny. Come on, Kira, like, pay attention. You must have missed something. <laughs> um, that was great. It's great that um, if you pay attention to that scene closely, there are kids of all different ages lined up on the couch and of all colors and whatnot. And there's one little kid in the middle of the couch who's like struggling to keep up with the, the choreography. Of the oh, hand. that's funny. It's really cute. He's totally behind. You can see him scanning the other kids like, where should I be at? Am uh, I making the... Oh, it's Because working with kids, I mean... You don't have time for the second take, you know, and yep. the, the, the labor laws and everything. You have to really plan and really make it strategic and execute to, yep. get, to get good stuff. So, And they did. They right, great well, stuff. I'm going to segue now to a little bit of humor, Kyle. Because yes. we mentioned there's tons of adult humor. Like, yes. This makes adults crack up. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I looking at here? I'm looking at... Uh, for example, we've already talked about Oscar and his foul mouth. His whole musical number is hysterical. Yes. You know, it opens up with, I can't think of anything that's dumber. Wow. <laughs> that's the opening lyrics to his song. It just takes it's a New great. Yorker to replicate literally every voice on Sesame Street. I didn't know that that was a secret, but can you do the whole the whole nine yards? Oh, yeah. Um, hit us with a bit. Hit us with any, any. Kermit. Give us a Kermit. Give us a Big Bird. Uh, let's see. What's one of Kermit's it. lines from the movie? Um. Uh, one child seems to think he... Oh, fuck, I can't... I, I, you Bert and Ernie, Bert and Ernie. hi <laughs> And then uh, Ernie's... Uh, that's that's Ernie, but Bert's like, they're all so individual when he's talking about his paper clips, right? Oh, and Ernie at one point's like, 
Oh, that's Bert's 1957 Acme. Yo, he, <laughs> he's talking about the paper clips and he calls one of them out as being a 1957 Acme. And, yes, you're and, killing you know, it. He's like, uh, oh, he'll love this. I'll get him the, the cigar box to keep his paper clip collection. And then he just throws it over his shoulder. You know? Yeah. You know, um, it's funny. Speaking of adult humor and things, everything changes over time, of course. And I don't know if you've kept up with the most recent Sesame Street news. But Cookie Monster is no longer Cookie Monster. Was uh, it gluten-free fucking... Cookies are a sometimes snack, not an always snack. So the, uh, the so many things have changed. But going back to the origins of being able to watch this and Cookie Monster's plotline had me... <laughs> la- I, I hardly call it a plotline, but had me laughing so hard. I was just... Every time... He's trying to write a letter to Santa, and as he's writing it, of course... He gets hungry and starts fantasizing about cookies and ends up eating his pencil and his paper <laughs> and his typewriter and everything. So funny. We're a typewriter. <laughs> right? I guess I can do some pretty decent impersonations. You can. Uh, Cookie Monster skits are the best. I remember being a little kid and when he swallows the phone and, and then you vaguely hear, ching, 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 ho, 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 hello. When I was a little kid, Kyle was like, oh, fuck, Santa's on the line. <laughs> In your stomach, it sounds so real, the way they... Yeah. Oh, I little love sound, it. Other thing and I everything. love it. I don't think I said little fuck, but whatever. And then, of course, to toss in the, the gift of the Magi plot and yep. go through uh, Bert and Ernie, just retelling a great story about giving and people uh, people caring about one another. And as I've grown up, it's so interesting, because I remember being a kid and being like, where are my presents? And just being so excited, you know? And... And now I get so much more, of course, enjoyment out of like getting things for people and seeing everybody's reaction and and just letting people know that you're thinking about them, you know, and, and spreading goodwill. And it just feels so great. And this was a perfect example of that and the, them telling that great story. That's a, that provides us a great opportunity, Kyle, to segue to essentially the end of the movie. Yeah. Big Bird decides he's going to camp out on the roof overnight. Of course, with the pigeons. With the pigeons. Hilarious. And I remember being a little kid and thinking, how are they getting those pigeons to hang out so close to a giant yellow bird? They must have been trained pigeons because any pigeon is so skittish they would have been... Well, yeah. But anyway. Well, those are uh, some hard pigeons. I mean, those are Brooklyn hard pigeons. Mike Tyson's pigeons. (laughs) Remember Mike Tyson used to raise pigeons? Anyway. Um, Big Bird's up on the roof. It's snowing. It's snowing and it, it, it increases in its intensity to snow. But he's determined. He's going to sit out, wait, and see how Santa gets down. There's a little, like, exhaust pipe, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, he falls asleep, and icicles are gathering on his beak. He's freezing. And then he's freezing cold. The whole community is upset and looking for him. Everyone's upset with Oscar. There's a huge search party going out for him. People are crying. Um, Oh, if you want a true, like, New York scene when Maria confronts Oscar... Get me down, skinny! Right? And all that. My sister mentioned when they lift him off the, the, yeah. the stoop and all that. And we was like, so what are you going to do about it? You know, oh, I love it. Um, but then, of course, Big Bird is up there all alone. His eyes are closed. He's sleeping. He's freezing. And you hear noises. Ching, 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 ching. And a shadow just shuffles past, right? Mm-hmm. When I was a little kid, I was like, oh, I get goosebumps. <laughs> like, oh, my God. You know? Oh, my God. Wake up. Like, And then when Big Bird wakes up, Kyle... Nothing. Nothing. Wow. Anyway, Santa did, in fact, visit. Uh, Big Bird comes downstairs from the roof. Everyone was freaking out looking for him. He turned out to be just a couple of stories above them the whole time. And when he's like, no, 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 I'm going back up there. No, 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 you're coming inside, Big Bird. And when they bring him into the living room, when Gordon brings him into the living room, yeah. 
How beautiful is that scene? I've been using that word so much this podcast. It is beautiful. The music kicks in. There's like, you know, and again, it's genuine. It's like true New York. It's not some over-the-top ridiculous tree with presents everywhere. It's like what basic low-income people in New York, what their house would have looked like, yeah. you know? A kind of like makeshift sort of arrangement and, and whatever toys they can afford and whatnot. And it's magical. And they've witnessed it. And, and Gordon's like, what do you need to witness it for? Look, we have right. people that care about you. And that's what I mean where it segues right into what you're saying. What's more important than proving that this happens in such and such way yeah. is that the care and the love and the concern and the thought is all there. No? Right. Yeah. And I, I walked away from it with uh, not even thinking about the Santa plot line at the end because – and I think that that's a, a great – triumph of the movie is and i'm sure for younger kids as well is that that sense of community and kindness and looking out for each other and promoting goodwill towards other people on earth is what the focus was and and that was such a great ending and such a good way to to bring it all together and each of the characters has a very satisfactory um goodbye if you will because yeah, they, little they epilogue kind of thing they yeah. go outside of Gordon's apartment and Big Bird of course is back and so each person is hugging and waving goodbye and you know they're going to go home happy and and warm on Christmas Eve evening if you will Christmas Christmas Eve yeah and um and so you get to see all the characters one last time that Big Bird hangs out with that little girl Patty and it's the tree and the snow and oh my god uh-huh. <laughs> Woo. so beautiful right, Kyle I'm done let's give it a great solid A solid A solid A I agree solid A Again, I've been watching this movie, 1978, for 38 years. Yeah. I've been watching this movie. Every year? Every year. Have you, have you ever missed a year? I don't think so, no. Impressive. Yeah. we've we, And I prefer to watch, uh, I don't know if we have a VCR back with uh, my family anymore, but we never upgraded. We always watched it on the yeah. VCR because it has that grainy, totally uh, dated look and feel. Mm-hmm. I have so many. I think every Christmas movie I own is on... VHS back in my my folks' house and uh, yeah and we'll watch them on VHS. Gorgeous. Anybody? Anyway, all of our listeners out there, watch Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. No joke. This is a comedy podcast, but it's a beautiful movie. It is. Kyle took me up on the recommendation. He watched it with his loved one, and they enjoyed it. Right? Absolutely. Like it? She loved it. Oh, great! And it's got great music. It's got great characters. It has great humor. Um, it's paced well, like Kyle said. It has my full seal of approval. The James stamp of approval. Stamp of approval, yep. Comes, comes. Christmas stamp. The highest recommendation. <laughs> Oof, I love it. Merry Christmas, Kyle. Merry Christmas, James. Happy holidays to everybody. And with that, we're out of time. Thank you all so much for listening. Loud on the set with Kyle and James. You can check us out on YouTube, iTunes, anywhere you find podcasts. We're there. Send us some mail. Have you seen Christmas Eve on Sesame Street? If so, we'd love to hear about it. Loud on the set at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. What are some of your favorite Christmas movie and Christmas movie memories? Thank you all again so much for listening. Have a wonderful holiday season, and we'll be coming back to you next year with some uh, some really fun stuff. Absolutely really fun stuff. See you later. And cut.